Good morning, folks, and welcome into the Orange and Brown Report. I am your host, Jared Mueller. As always, you can get a hold of me on Twitter at Jared K. Mueller. That's at J-A-R-E-D-K-M-U-E-L-L-E-R. And it is Sunday. It is legally or legal tampering eve for the NFL and the Cleveland Browns, a team that is poised to move forward with their Super Bowl window and hopefully continue to be aggressive while also planning for the future. And I think that's something we can talk about and we'll talk about tomorrow, 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 folks. If you haven't seen already, I will be hosting a four-hour YouTube show along with the OBR crew. So I'll start off with Jake Burns, and then I'll have the folks join us that can join us. So I believe we'll have Fred, we'll have Lane, we'll have Cody, uh, we'll have Brad. Um, sorry, we probably aren't going to have Lane. I apologize for that. Uh <laughs> Just walking through kind of the people in my head. So we'll have a few of the guys uh, on to talk about what is going on. We'll break whatever news we have, whatever we see, and we'll break it down. So we'll talk about where the Browns are, where they're going to go, that kind of thing. Uh, yes, or last year, things started to break. I believe the Austin Hooper uh, story Fred wrote about at like 1230 or something like that. Um, and then the Jack Conklin was like 3 o'clock. So we're probably going to have stuff to talk about, uh, whether it's specifically the Browns making moves or... Uh, uh, or it's, uh, you know, the other teams and teams that affect the Browns or players that we think the Browns should have had. And then we'll also walk back through a little bit. You know, the OBR team has doing, been doing a great job of really getting us ready for free agency. So I really encourage you, you can walk kind of back through our weeks where we, you know, we talked about edge, we talked about cornerback, we talked about free safety. You know, we've talked about wide receiver. We talked about linebacker. You know, we're finishing up linebacker week going into tomorrow. So make sure you check all of that out on the OBR.com. I think the team did an amazing job, you know, over the last month or so, just kind of getting us ready for what what came came, right? Like what we're about to see, what we're about to hit. I don't know if you're like me. There's a part of me now that the NFL draft is no longer like Christmas, but tomorrow is and Wednesday when things become official. But you know, we know that tomorrow is when we're going to know a lot of things. And so, you know, Christmas in Cleveland changes. It's no longer the NFL draft. Now, listen, am I excited for the 26th pick? Absolutely. Am I excited that they have two third round picks, two fourth round picks, and all the possibilities of what Andrew Barry can do? I am absolutely right. You talk about the 26th pick. I think right now you can kind of exclude they're not going to draft a quarterback. Probably not going to draft an offensive lineman. Probably there's no tight ends available there that are going to be you know worthy of that selection. Probably not going to draft a running back. And then we probably have ended our list. And even even the linebacker group, you know, um, whether it is uh, JOK from Notre Dame, the linebacker, whether it's Javon Collins uh, from. Uh, the small school that he's from. Wow, I just totally whiffed on that. And y'all can listen. We're just real here, right? Not going to look things up. Not going to try to pretend to be perfect. Uh, Zayvon Collins is a really unique player. Um, but then you obviously can look at cornerback, free safety, edge, interior defensive line, wide receiver. All of those are positions that they could look at. But all of that changes tomorrow and Tuesday and Wednesday, and maybe a few days after that. Obviously, there can be moves. Uh, we have no idea what this offseason is going to look like. Uh, salary cap is went down. Um, there are a lot of teams that are, listen, they're, they're 
tearing down a little bit. They're trying to figure out the salary cap. I know uh, my last uh, podcast, I talked about how I haven't been sleeping well. That's continued. I've had one good night's sleep in two and a half weeks or whatever it's been, uh, two, two and a half weeks. Um, but I also talked about the salary cap not being real. But the reality is there, that is obviously, like anything, those statements are pretty strong statements. Uh, the Saints have had to trade or release players, mostly release uh, or restructure players, just to get under the salary cap. Like they've had to do that. Now, are they still able to keep Marcus Williams somehow? Yeah. Are they going to probably be able to sign like Jameis Winston to a real quarterback contract? Seems like it somehow. But a lot of the middle is gone, right? Emmanuel Sanders is now gone. Who they finally got a second receiver to go with Michael Thomas, and all of a sudden they don't have a second receiver to go with Michael Thomas. Uh, Obviously, Alvin Kamara is a great receiving back, but that's not what we're talking about here. So uh, please know that, listen, in the end, the salary cap is real, but you can always keep players you want to keep. Does it affect other parts of the team? Absolutely. It's one of the reasons draft picks have to be prioritized. You have to be able to hit, right? And so we've seen from the Browns already, uh, you know, three moves so far, really, that quote-unquote meaningful at some level. Tavier Thomas and Tay Davis are not going to be tendered. So that's two special teams guys that the Browns are going to want cheaper guys from the draft, whether it was last draft class or this upcoming draft class, that can play those positions instead of paying a million dollars, a million and a half, whatever it would be, to have those guys on the roster. And then we saw Adrian Claiborne, a veteran, $3 million, see you later, right? So even then, the Browns, who have salary cap space, are already making decisions like a team that's go- not going to have salary cap space or, or needs every dollar that they can have. Now, some people have asked about Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr., uh, restructures, all of that kind of stuff. The re- and Lane has d- said this on Twitter uh, and long ago said it to our, our folks, uh, the subscribers at the OBR. The reality is, is you do that when you have to. So right now the Browns don't have to. And so they, they do have some moves that they can make. They've they've probably or they have had some conversations with anybody that you can have conversations with, right? Like OBJ and Jarvis, they seem pretty similarly like, hey, you can just re- let's restructure this. Um, you know, you're still going to get your money, but, you know, we get to spread out the cap. But if, if they don't get the players they want, they don't need to spread out the cap. They need the cap later then to get players later, not this year then, right? Um you know, Sheldon Richardson, maybe that's somebody who you look to either um, not restructure, but actually renegotiate a different contract like they did with Olivier Vernon last year, or you look to extend and, you know, put a year or two onto that contract and then you can extend things out. He's not making 13 million this year, but maybe he's making 23 million over three years or something, right? Just to, to not only lower the cap hit, but have Sheldon Richardson around for a little while. There are a lot of moves the Browns can make, but there's no point in making them until they need to make them, right? Because again, if you don't want to extend out that contract of Richardson or you don't want to extend out cap hits through restructuring, you know, the reality is, is that money comes due. It just, comes due at a different time. And so the Browns can be looking at that. But like I said on the last podcast, I think Andrew Barry is going to look at the future cap increases through TV contracts, something we think we saw uh, or we can kind of um, is predetermined. We kind of have an idea because Jerry Jones paid Dak Prescott, you know, out the wazoo. Jerry Jones is in on all the contract negotiations with TV networks, all that stuff. So we can assume that the salary cap is going to skyrocket. 
right? And so can Andrew Barry kind of plan that for his Baker Mayfield, Denzel Ward, maybe Nick Chubb, Wyatt Teller, those kind of extensions and spend the money this year. We shall see, but we are excited for Christmas tomorrow in Cleveland, Ohio. Hope you are excited. Hope you are. Listen, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure you get over there. Um, Again, 12 to 4, we're basically going to kick it off. So uh, my plan is we're going to kick it off with whatever breaking news. Listen, whoever is signed right at 12, Jake and I will talk about as long as nothing happens and Jake's available. Um, And and then we'll go into, we'll talk about what we see from the Browns, what we want to see. We'll talk about some of the articles that you have seen over the weeks at the OBR. A lot of things to talk about there in four hours. It's going to seem, it seems like a lot. It seems like, you know, talking for four hours, talking back and forth, having guys come in and out. It's going to go quick. There's going to be things that happen, right? Because the Cleveland Browns, listen, Every team, every move matters now to the Browns, right? Before it used to be like, oh man, like that would have been a nice player, but it, you know, the top level teams we weren't real worried about. Well, now, whatever moves the Chiefs make, oh, look at that. Got rid of two of their offensive linemen. Who knows if if either of those guys, Eric Fisher or Mitchell Schwartz, will play next year. Fisher with a torn Achilles. Mitchell Schwartz uh, has a back issue. He may retire. But all of a sudden, the Kansas City Chiefs, mm, they restructure Pat Mahomes' contract so that they can get some more money this year. How are they going to find offensive linemen? Because their offensive line was terrible uh, at the end of last year. Will it get better losing both of their tackles. Will they be able to figure that out, right? How aggressive will they be? That's going to matter to the Browns. The Buffalo Bills, you know, they have they are um, letting go of John Brown, the deep threat, uh, to go along with Stephon Diggs uh, and Cole Beasley, which is kind of the over-the-middle guy. Uh, so what does that mean? You know, where do they find their, you know, deep guy? Where do they, you know, you know, they sign their Milano, their linebacker, to a decent-sized deal, something the Browns are not going to do. So where do the Bills have money? Where do they spend their money? That's going to matter, right? Baltimore, do they find, uh, you know, a receiver? Do they, how do they deal with uh, their right tackle, Lando Brown, wanting out, wanting to be a left tackle someplace? You know, what kind of moves do they have, you know, in their basket? And all of their free agents on the defensive side of the ball, uh, including Yannick Ngakwe, like, is he coming over to Cleveland? Right. That'd be a kind of uh, a nice steal from them, kind of come in kind of deal. So uh, there's just so many moves that are going to matter. So again, 12 to 4 on the OBR YouTube channel. You will see us in our glory. We are going to be excited all of that jazz. But today I want to finish off today's podcast. Again, it is Sunday. Something to listen to, something to get excited about, maybe even to get excited going into Monday morning. But first, a word from our sponsors. All right, folks, I hope whatever that sponsorship thing is, you do that, right? You go use that product. You go to that website. You do all those kind of things. Listen, support the people that support us right here at the Blue Wire and the OBR.com. Again, remember the OBR. We are part of 24-7 Sports and CBS Sports. Make sure you are following along with all the good stuff going on at those two networks along with us at the OBR.com. Uh, listen, really excited about looking forward. And so I'm actually going to pull back to a quote. Uh, I don't have the exact quote in front of me uh, because no one really cares about it at this point with Mike Pettin. But there was a, uh, something he said, I believe it was his introductory press conference, and he was talking about the type of players, especially on defense, that he wanted. And I'm actually going to kind of steal it 
and talk about what I'm looking for and what I think the Cleveland Browns should be looking for and how it actually does play out or could play out, uh, but a little differently than Mike Pettin was meaning. And so Mike Pettin um, said at some level or some order, and I'm paraphrasing, that he wanted big guys who can run and small guys who can hit. Right? Sounds perfect, right? I want a 350-pound guy who can run a 4-4-40. If you just pictured Aaron Donald, you probably got it right there as I took a sip of coffee, right? So Mike Patton, he said, big guys run, small guys hit. I'm going to start with the big guys, and I'm going to actually transition this over to offense. Because here's the reality on the defensive side of the ball. It is very rare to find big guys who can run like small guys, Okay. But on the offensive side of the ball, I am really interested in finding or for the Cleveland Browns to find big guys who are fast. We're more and more trending in the direction uh, that bigger players are not just stuck on offensive or defensive line. Uh, bigger players are not just stuck playing linebacker or, you know, those kind of things. We have more and more bigger players who are becoming wide receivers, right? The DK Metcalfs of the world, uh, those those big body type players who can run really fast. Like those players exist now. And so I think on the offensive side of the ball, I'm really intrigued by if the Browns can find a big guy who can run fast. Right now, obviously, all the other stuff matters. I want to be really honest, specifically about wide receiver size is is really late in my what I value. Okay, speed is actually really late in what I value. Okay, so I want to start kind of with my three values, and they they all kind of go together. Unfortunately, I don't have a one, two, and three because they all matter, like everything. But first, you have to have good hands. Right. So I say first, but again, it could be A, B, C. Uh, think of bullets, dot, dot, dot. I don't care. But you have to have good hands. Like you're a receiver. Your job is to receive. Now, big play receivers, let's just be very, very honest. They're kind of like edge players. Right. If Miles Garrett gets 12 to 15 sacks, that's a really good season. Well, that's one sack a game, less than one sack a game, right? And so for big play receivers, at times, you are you feel like you're going to accept a few drops, right? Because, you know, they're 40 yards down the field. They've been running for a while, you know, whatever it is. But you you might accept some drops. But in general, when I'm looking at a wide receiver, first and foremost, I want to know that they have hands. Along with that, I want to know how they run routes, because the reality is, is a consistent quality route runner is a going to create separation based on the how they run, run their routes and b going to be consistent for their quarterback in the NFL based on timing and when throws are made and all of that kind of stuff. One yard makes a significant difference. One yard, three feet makes a significant difference between passes that are caught, passes that are dropped, passes that are tipped, passes that are intercepted, whatever it is, one yard. So if a, if a receiver is not consistent and sometimes they round off that route and sometimes they're crisp and then A, their quarterback can't be confident in where they're going to be, but B, you're going to see more incompletions. You're going to see more difficult things. It's one of the reasons I think Jarvis Landry is so valuable to Baker Mayfield and Kevin Stefanski. He is where he's supposed to be. Like it, I rarely, rarely have I seen a time where he is that one or two yards off and him and Baker just aren't on the same page. We've seen that with Odell Beckham Jr. We've seen where 
you know, Baker thought he would be here, but he's here. Or, or sometimes it's that Odell's speed is just so significant that Baker just wasn't prepared for it. And he's doing this, that, or the other, but with Jarvis, a, he doesn't have that kind of speed. So he's not able to do that, but he's always exactly where he's expected to be in a lot of ways. That's something Richard Higgins is right. He he's right where Baker Baker knows where Higgins is going to be. Baker knows where Landry is going to be. Unfortunately, neither of those players are taking the top off of defense. Neither of those players are breaking 40, 50, 60 yard uh, touchdowns. You know, they're just not going to do that. They don't require the kind of attention that other players do, but they have hands and they have good route running. The, the third part of that initial, what I'm looking for in a wide receiver is actually quickness, not speed. And the reason quickness is separation is, is number one right? We want big plays. We know big plays are important, all of that kind of stuff. But the reality is you have to be able to make separation. So even whether it's a big play, a short game, just to get the first down, whatever it is, you have to be able to go in and out of your breaks. You have to be able to start and stop. You have to be able to do all of those kind of things so that everything is crisp, right? You watch someone who is, is running a slant route and their turn in looks just like the step they were taking to go forward, right? But they're now inside. And that's one of the things you'll see with Odo Beckham Jr. is he, when he hits that, he is, he is into his slant as if he's just running straight forward. There's no stutter. There's no, I mean, sometimes he stutters on purpose, but there, there's no slowdown to go forward. It's a quick movement. And so for me, for a wide receiver, just in, again, we're talking in general, Right, not talking about specifically for the Browns this year, but in general, I'm looking for hands, route running, and along with that is quickness. The ability to get in and out of their cuts, uh, to move smoothly throughout all of that. Those things are priority. Now, I think the Browns have the, have a version of that with Jarvis Landry. I think with Odo Beckham Jr., you have a version of that. But I wonder, I wonder... What would it be like to have those three things and then you add the the other two, right? So again, in order, those three things come first. If you don't have hands, route running, and quickness, you better be DK Metcalf sized and speed, right? For me, you better have hands too, or at least some decent level of hands. You better be so big and so fast and and still have good hands or good enough hands that you are some kind of deep threat. You are somebody who, when you go deep, people have to pay attention, right? Cornerbacks, you know, have to pay, play off of you. So maybe some quick stops or some wide receiver screens now become available. Or if why if they don't play off of you, they need they need safety help over top, and so things get open on the other side. It's why uh, when the Browns drafted Greedy Williams, I was pushing for DK Metcalf. Right in the second round, I thought as as things unfolded, I thought the Browns should be aggressive at going after DK Metcalf because I thought DK Metcalf, and again, this is back when his stock was dropping because you know he only ran a few routes, all that kind of stuff. But you, I didn't even care if you were running just some slants, just some wide receiver screens, and just some go routes, some nine routes with DK Metcalf on one side, and you had Odo Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry. Well, what in the world are we talking about anywhere else now? Going into his third season, everybody's like, well, yeah, of course you want a DK Metcalf. I was screaming for that, you know, two years ago at the draft. Uh, that is the player I thought could complete the Browns. Now, would it be an allocation of resources, too much, all that? I don't know. 
there's there's a lot of people who would say more is better, right? We've seen that with the Chiefs. You know, Sammy Watkins, Tyreek Hill, Nicole Hardman. They just, uh, I think his name is Sprinkle. Like they have, they just keep bringing in wide receivers. They, you know, Travis Kelsey. You know, they had they drafted Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. You know, they just keep bringing in weapons. Like that is something they do. So for the Browns on on offense, I want a big guy who can run. The Browns don't have that. David Njoku is the closest thing uh, as a tight end. He can take that seam. But I think for the Browns, a big guy who can run, and honestly, just someone who can run. But, you know, if you can find a a Travis Benjamin who developed over a few years, uh, especially in the Kyle Shanahan system when things opened up and he's going over the top uh, with some of those post routes and those kind of things, or flag routes, anything like that, then sure. But find me a big guy who can run. That's on the offensive side, right? And I think those things are more realistic nowadays in the NFL. I think you can find bigger tight ends who can run. I think you can find wide receivers, not easily, but they're actually there, right? They're they're not going to be Calvin Johnson, but there are a lot more 6'2 guys who can run a 4'4", four, 5", four, or, or somewhere in that area, 6'1", 6'2", 6'3", whatever it is, um, who can who can fly, I think in the NFL, that is really your goal on offense, is to find big guys who can run. Now, you want them to be good route runners, you want them to have some level of quickness, all of that kind of stuff, which was an actually drop DK Metcalf, is because he they didn't think he had the quickness, they didn't think he had the route running ability, but he's still amazingly impactful, and those things have improved. You can't, you're not going to get bigger, you're not going to get much faster, but you can improve things like route running, and some of the little quickness stuff. Now, again, just like speed, you're not going to overly change how quick you are, but there is some change that can be available. So on offense, Mike Patton was actually right. Big guys who can run is the future of the NFL. For the Browns and, and for my personal preference on defense, I'm interested in smaller guys who can play bigger. And it's very, very simple. Some of the concepts you'll hear is uh, to play down, right? And so, you know, when we start on the defensive line, I love an edge rusher who can move inside because he can do the thing the edge rusher can do. Defensive tackles in general cannot play edge or don't play edge very well. They don't, they can't bend the edge. They're stockier. They're bigger. They don't have as much bend, all of that kind of stuff. But edge players who can get inside, who are strong enough, quick enough, can use their hands, all the things you need to do on the inside, well, that's a guy I want. Because he can play the edge, but move him inside at times, and all of a sudden he's a disruptive force on the inside, bringing another edge on the outside, and all of a sudden you're making hay, right? So defensive tackles who can move to edge don't really exist, right? You're not finding big guys who can run on the defensive side of the ball. It doesn't work. I'm actually working on an article. And one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this on the podcast today is I'm trying to get this article uh, finished up looking at coverage grades and some of those kind of things, because here's where we're at. So if we go from edge down into defensive tackle roles, they can do that. Defensive tackles out to edge, maybe not as much. Same thing as we kind of work our way backwards. If we can find, uh, again, Zayvon Collins, uh, who can play linebacker, but also can drop down to edge, right? So um, his position is smaller linebacker than edge, but he can play edge. He can come down. He can be that Leo role that the Seahawks um, and Joe Woods may actually be looking for. That's where a player like Ngakwe uh, could be a part of things for the Browns. That's a linebacker who can play edge, right? But 
I'm not going to find an edge player, generally speaking, who can play true linebacker. We're not talking about three, four outside linebacker, those kind of, those are, the edge is edge, okay? Now, obviously, uh, NFL looks at things a little differently, but for our conversation, edge is edge. Is edge. But TJ Watt is, is not going to play Will linebacker primarily. He can a little bit. Heck, Miles Garrett can a little bit, but it's very rare that you're going to find true edge players who can actually play off-ball linebacker. Mike, Will, Sam, whatever it is, it just doesn't happen. But can you find a linebacker who can come down and play edge? There are some of those players, and there's value there because they can they still have the speed and range and knowledge and ability to cover while also rushing the passer. You're not going to find a lot of edge players who can, similar to the defensive tackles, who cannot bend the edge as edge players. You're not going to find a lot of edge players who have the ability to cover. But you can find coverage players who can rush the passer. So even as we continue this process, this is where I think it's important for the Browns. If the Browns are looking through their options, whether it's in free agency or in the draft, and they have the option of an edge player or an interior player, and that edge player can drop down and come inside on a majority of snaps, all of this matters because the NFL is going smaller. The NFL is going passing. So you Thinking about the run is thinking about the run. Even the the Ravens run is based on speed and predicated on being able to to fill your your holes, make sure your you know your gap integrity is good, all that kind of stuff. That's all there, right? But that stuff all matters because the the NFL is getting smaller, getting faster, pass oriented. So if the Browns are choosing, listen, Christian Barrymore, really like that player. He might be someone they draft there. But, but if they're looking at a Gregory Rousseau, for example, maybe they go with him because they can bump him inside, Miles Garrett inside, whatever it is, instead of going with Barrymore. Don't even know if either of those players are going to be there. But on the second and third level, I think that's where the conversation gets really interesting. If the Browns sign a free safety, let's say the Browns sign Anthony Harris, the Minnesota Vikings uh, free agent who was franchise tagged and they wanted him last year, just weren't able to get him because he was tagged. What if the Browns sign Anthony Harris? And now they have Anthony Harris, they have Grant Delpit, and they have Ronnie Harrison. But what if, I don't know, second round, Javon Holland is available and there's some lesser linebacker available? What if they start to think about Grant Delpit as their roving linebacker type player because he's big, he's strong. Maybe he lost a little speed off of that Achilles injury, but all of a sudden, or you think of Ronnie Harrison, right? He's a little bit stronger. He does have some range. So instead of trying to get a linebacker who might be able to cover just because he's a little bigger, just because he's called a linebacker, what if the Browns instead throw three and four safeties out at a time. Even when you look at JOK from Notre Dame, uh, you're looking at a player who is called a linebacker, but based on size is probably more closer to a safety, but fans would be less upset with him being drafted because he's called a linebacker, even though he has similar size as anybody else that would be considered a safety. Maybe he's a little bit bigger, but not significantly. So again, for the Browns, I think one of their goals needs to be smaller guys who can hit small on defense, smaller guys who can come down, who can play down a position because they need to be able to cover when the the Kansas City Chiefs bring out, you know, two running backs, two wide receivers and Travis Kelsey. They're probably still looking to throw the ball. 
but the Browns need to be able to match up somehow in case they do run the ball. So where do they do that? They do that with multiple players who can cover. The reality is, is linebackers who can cover, there are not many of them. While Devin White and Levante David uh, played well in the Super Bowl, there is a lot of discussion that they didn't have a good year overall, right? But Levante David just got a big contract for a couple of years to stay in Tampa. Um, you know, Devin Bush out in, uh, who now plays for Pittsburgh, uh, obviously injured, all of that kind of stuff, but wasn't some kind of game-changing playmaker with, I believe that was the fifth pick somewhere in that area that they drafted him. There just aren't a lot of linebackers who can cover and play linebacker, who understand what's happening. And that's where the Browns, I think, on defense, will start to look more and more for those safeties. Safeties who can cover in the slot, safeties who can come down and play the run. And I think they believe they have two of them. I think they believe that in Grant Delp, but I think they believe that in Ronnie Harrison, again, at different levels, uh, given you know what they gave up to get Harrison, a fifth-round pick. Uh, obviously, they drafted Delpit in the second round. I think the Browns believe they have two of those guys. If they can add a true free safety this offseason so that they literally are starting three safeties and only two linebackers, and then what if, and again, I'm just kind of processing because I'm starting to get excited about Christmas coming tomorrow, y'all, uh, but what if you know they, they sign Anthony Harris, he's their free safety, Delpit and Ronnie Harrison are wandering all over the field, and then they draft the Notre Dame linebacker who can play like a safety, but play like a linebacker, run all over the place, chase down a Lamar Jackson. Well, all of a sudden you have four guys who can, who are smaller, but can hit. You have four guys who can cover along with Denzel Ward. And listen, the Browns feel really strongly about Greedy Williams. I think Mike Patton was a little ahead of his game. I think he was a little bit wrong because there's just not a lot of big guys who can run. Now, Miles Garrett can run straight forward and he can every once in a while drop in coverage. But guys who can actually, who are big and can cover, Derwin James is maybe one of them, right? Uh, we're hoping Grant Delpit is kind of one of them, but they don't really exist. But big guys on offense who can run, wide receivers, tight ends, who can go, who can just, you know, again, DK Metcalf style, um, but there are a lot of them coming. Kyle Pitts is going to be an example of a tight end who's kind of a wide receiver who has good speed, uh, also has some of the other uh, talents that I want for a receiver. Big guys who can run, that's the offensive side. On the defensive side of the ball, it's small guys who can hit. It's small guys who can come down. Listen, the reality is, is, you in defense, you don't have to in a run, uh, on a run play, you don't have to take on an offensive tackle or offensive guard if you don't have to. If you can get around them, if you can, uh, you you're smaller, you can bend, you can do a lot of different things. You can listen if you got speed and quickness, leverage, whatever it is. You don't always have to take on offensive linemen. And in the NFL, and especially in the AFC, where the Browns are looking to compete. There aren't a lot of teams, the Tennessee Titans and the Las Vegas Raiders are the two that I can think of who are at least decent, who are coming downhill at you. So you got to figure out how to stop them at times, but who the Browns are really dealing with, the Baltimore Ravens are spread them and run them and you got to be able to cover. You got to be able to, you got to have some speed to, to get all over the place with Lamar Jackson, J.K. Dobbins. And you have to have players who can match up with like a Mark Andrews. But every once in a while, a Hollywood Brown deep ball, right? Like you have to have all of that. 
Kansas City, we know their offense is loaded without an offensive line, uh, right now at least. So you have to be able to match up with the Tyreek Hills and the Miko Hardmans and somehow still cover Travis Kelsey in the middle and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire on a, on a running back screen or just on a flare-out. Like You have to have players who can get all over the place, and then Patrick Mahomes who can extend plays, who will scramble, will do a lot of things. You have to have players. You have to have speed. Size isn't going to change things for the Kansas City Chiefs. It's all about speed. It's all about being able to cover and get after the quarterback. Buffalo Bills, while Josh Allen is a big guy and you would think that they're more of a power running team, they really struggle to run it sometimes. Uh, and they're not really a, a, a true power running team. Uh, they become more of a pass first team, uh, but they have Josh Allen who can run the ball. So you need to have players who can cover for a while. And who can tackle Josh Allen, right? So you need guys who can get to him first. He is fast. And as an offensive player, you're in charge. You know, you know where you're going. The the defender does not. So you can be a little slower, still fast, uh, than the person trying to get you. And if you know what you're going to do and they don't, that works out in your favor, right? So Pittsburgh, pass first. A lot of passing. I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, Villanueva is going to be a free agent. Uh, James Conner is a free agent. They're obviously losing some players. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is a free agent. But they still have been a pass-first team throughout Ben Roethlisberger's time. So they're not going to run the ball down your throats either. You, the Browns, need guys who can cover and help in run. For me, that are that is edge players who can drop down into the middle of the defensive line, and that is safeties who can come down and play like linebackers at times. That is where Mike Pettin was ahead of the game with small guys who can hit. I hope you are as excited as I am for Christmas tomorrow. Christmas in Cleveland, folks, is now the opening of free agency. The NFL draft is still going to be excited, and it's in Cleveland this year, but the opening of free agency, um, possible trades, those kind of things tomorrow. We will have you totally covered at theobr.com for everything written on our YouTube channel from 12 to 4. You will have me. A majority of the time, you will have Jake Burns. Uh, Stephen Thomas will be jumping on uh, when he wakes up over there in the West Coast. We will have Brad. We will have Fred. Uh, we'll figure out who else Cody will be on probably maybe Johnny, ah, maybe Barry, maybe our web dork and boss will be on. I don't know. We're going to figure it out. We have some plans, but again, as the day goes on, that decides how things go, right? Um, Barry has responsibilities and does it a great job of making sure everything is going well on the site and in the forums. Fred obviously takes care of our news articles, those kind of things. So we just have a lot of things going on there. Uh, but again, make sure you go back through the OBR.com for all of our different weeks. Again, we're finishing up linebacker week on the Sunday, March 14th, uh, going into free agency, wide receiver, edge, cornerback, safety. We have hit them all and we have hit them with a sledgehammer, folks. Again, my name is Jared Mueller. Get a hold of me on Twitter at Jared K. Mueller. That's J A R E D K. M-U-E-L-L-E-R, and the site is the OBR, uh, at the OBR on Twitter, theobr.com, all of that good stuff. I'll see all of you tomorrow on YouTube, the OBR YouTube channel. Check it out. And as always, please, 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 as vaccines are rolling out uh, and, and things are starting to open back up, please remember to always, always take care of yourself, take care of others, and go Browns.